way in heaven or hell that I can catch you up. You, you can listen to this if you want. But if you really want to understand this within the context, I highly recommend you start with episode one. You play episode one, two, three, four. And here we are, episode number five. What I do is I record tapes on my Panasonic. It's it's break it, it's breaking apart now. I, the whole plastic piece on the front is shattered from carrying around my backpack. I'm I'm recording over a Michael Bolton cassette tape, an old one that, that Travis uh, gave me in a plastic bag. It's pretty cracked and fucked up. It's got some extra tape on it. I don't know if this tape will survive, but I like the risk. I like putting words on something that's just about ready to be forgotten forever. You know, when I can fix, I can repair some cassette tapes. I got buckets, buckets, buckets of cassette tapes. All right. So let's catch you up. We're, we're, we're mid-February, is that right? Past Valentine's Day. Merry Valentine's Day to, to you, uh, depending on what your uh, background is with holidays. A couple years ago, <coughs> pardon me, a couple years ago I was hanging out with my friend, my friend Ryan. He was doing stand-up comedy. Uh, now he's a father and he expresses that through new means. Um, he will give me uh, words from his comedy, stand-up comedy notebooks, you know, sketches. I'll type them up and I'll draw something for it. So now he's a comedian who can still be a good father while also expressing his stand-up comedy through comics. Bam. That's what we're trying to do with Sam and Chicken Experimental Art Group. This is a commercial. Fuck. I'm going to do as many commercials as I want, especially for a free art and poetry magazine. Come on. Next up. I don't know why I said next up. There's a siren once again. I live downtown. It's not because I'm wealthy. No way. It's because there's a, a, a very inexpensive old building built in 1959 that still stands here today with a lot of history. And I consider myself somewhat of an archaeologist, uh, a scientist. So I'm really diving deep into the physicality of things, trying to get to know the atoms that uh, I exchange with every day. So here's, here's what I'm trying to say is I feel like uh, one of the, uh, I'm going to use the word sin playfully because I've had it used against me all my life. One of the deadly sins of the cosmos will, will be this, the detachment from actual physicality and artifacts, the detachment from nature and from each other. <laughs> relationship conversation through algorithms instead of allegory instead of participation that's not very funny is it where's the punchline now I want to keep this strictly poetic no more comedy allowed
few speed bumps, you know. It's not been going well. Then I got hit this weekend with a little under the weather shit. And I got a little cabin fever. And today was sunny. It's Monday. A couple days before the episode's release. I'm going to have to go bring this tape over to Chad tomorrow. I haven't even planned that out. Hopefully he's free. Oh. I'm tired. New decade. Maybe it's just taking some time to adjust to it. Maybe uh, all dreams fade away. Maybe the hopes can't last and you can't stay loyal to one vision. Maybe you're not trying to do something that people are familiar with. Evolution is always seen as the plague at first. I don't know if it actually is, but that's just something cool to say. I'm a big fan of commercials for free shit. My profit margin is being a marginal profit. <coughs> so me and my buddies, that's Travis. Travis is longtime member of Tape Death Mountain. Shoegaze band, been around for about a decade. Also designed a soundscape, an infinite looping soundscape at the new parking structure built at the airport, you know. That's a paid artist right there. We got Wes S. Abels on the, on the, on the bass. Now, he comes from a jazz fusion background, but he... He's not one to stay mm, comfortable in one spot. He's dabbled in a lot of genres. He's uh, possibly even been a part of the conception of a new genre. Uh, we'll get into that another time. He started a, a record label called Illuminated Paths, a tape, uh, a tape company, you know, what the fuck, a, 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 a cassette label, you know, Illuminated Paths. Still in existence today. They just released like their 500th like thing, you know. A uh, lot of tapes they've sold. A lot of tapes. Artifacts. All right. And he's also like, man, he's, he knows how to rock and roll. And then we got Jordan. Nah. Jordan on the drums. Drum philosopher through and through. His notebooks full of endless words contemplating the nature of drums, the beginning of drums, the end of drums. Also eat super healthy, you know? It was at his crib that we did this experiment in poetry and metal, you know? So that's the band, and then you have me. We're all playing these archaeologists, acting, you know, getting in character, pretending. These few archaeologists from the future that have seen the end of the world. They've seen everything snap into oblivion. They've stood on the edge, and they're like, fuck, what do we do? How will people listen to us? You know, Poetry, metal, and religion. So they combined the three, and they started 
a possibly sacrilegious uh, poetry metal band, um, but you can just call it alternative rock because that's what it is. That's another free thing, commercial. I just like to tell you about what's going on. I want to hear what you're doing. You get you some tapes, record what you've been up to, and we'll trade. We'll have conversation like that, like love letters. I would love to start a little club where people record their thoughts on the tapes and we share them with, uh, with a group. And maybe it's like specific which one you get. Maybe you're exchanging one person or maybe you just get um, someone else's words that you don't even know who they are and you hear their thoughts and it's a way of sharing and vulnerability you know there's a lot of different ways that can go that's a cool idea you know and now it's recorded on this tape i've been thinking a lot lately about everything i've made and i don't want to wait until it's like a thousand years old for archaeologists to say that it's like planning on scanning up everything I've made, putting it in like a Google Drive and saying anyone can use this in whatever way to add to their art or they can bounce something off it or they can chop it up or they can um, sing some melodies for some of the words or they can, um, I don't know, whatever the fuck they want to do. They can use it to paste on their bedroom wall. I think there's a lot of freedom by building a collective that is based on sharing everything that they create without fear or hesitation, without question of is it good or is it bad or is it worthy. I pray that artists will not give me qualifiers when they share their beautiful work. It's like having a parent who told you, don't be an artist, that's silly. Go to law school. We've been knocked down, we've been rejected. We've had the kids knocked out of us. We don't climb trees anymore, we don't swing on swing sets. We don't gather around in the grass and play around with sticks and mud. Y'all still got more in you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, got, like, I think I got like two riffs left. <laughs> Who are comfortable expressing themselves because every expression is an expression of their experience of the moment. A very unique unfolding of existence and response to existence that is so goddamn beautiful. And our entire flow of existence is full of these moments. You could say that all moments are contained in one moment when you, as a physicist do, see the past, present, and future as just stubborn illusions holding us back from really seeing the endless marvel that is contained in the idea 
and beyond just the idea, in the moment itself. What is this moment outside of time, outside of space, manifesting in space, filling atoms? That's something to stew on. Let me go get some almond milk. Doctor's orders. Sometimes I say words and they're not understandable. Sometimes I get in the character and uh, it kind of freaks you out. Like this character right here. This is the kind of character that sits in a rocking chair, but looks like they're melting into the wood. They definitely got a cigarette hanging out where there's a tooth missing, like a fucking straw. And they're just like, smoking and rocking playing chess with themselves. But they don't know how to play chess, they just do it for the show of it. So, where do we go from here? Some of us have probably had a good start to the year, the decade. Damn, tell me what's been up. I need some encouragement, I need to hear some positive stories. Some of us have been through the shit, have, have been pushing and being knocked down, have been taking one step forward and a hundred steps backwards. Tell me about it, because I've been in the same boat. It would feel a lot better if I knew that I was not alone in this. And I have been, whoo, at my wit's end, as they say. At my wit's end. You know, I better clean up my apartment. This was the cleanup episode. Who knows if I cleaned it since the first episode. Damn, it's been five weeks. Yeah, I cleaned it for sure. I cleaned it up. It was damn straight. It was spick and span. And then I, because I'm a creative person, it got messy again. You know? I don't, I'm not knowing up my ass saying, clean up your room, so I'm going to do it my way. You know? I'm going to try to stay focused, so I don't have one. I, 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 like, all I got this is, I mean, excuses, excuses, excuses. Just let devices run amok for a while. I got a box full of graveyard tapes, I call them. These are tapes that are torn up in the machines. There's probably about 30 of them in there. I'll probably make a collage of them sometime. Call it the graveyard tapes. You know, I just want every idea to become tangible, to manifest in the atoms. I want to leave physical artifacts because 
Now, let's take a step back. So, a lot of people who dabble in the arts, they find it therapeutic to express themselves by whatever means, on whatever medium, in whatever way. It is oh, a natural response to the world around them. It helps, helps them put images to things or sounds to things that aren't easily summed up in pretty little equations. Now, some of that has an intentional, an intentionality that drives it. An image in their head or a memory or an idea that they're trying to pierce the page with, pierce the tape with, trying to get it out into the world, whatever means possible. But there's another type of expression that is, I've been finding very mysterious and um, exciting, and it's this impulse of the imagination. It's the improvisational nature of, of, uh, of a flow, some people call it a train of thoughts, but is a thought a thought if it, if it doesn't exist in your head before you say it out loud? Or is that just a thought that is fully manifest the moment that you're thinking it? I don't know the details for the science yet. I've been going into that in some of my studies. So what I'm saying is this. When I decide to remove all hesitation, it sounds silly to talk about, but if you practice something enough and you experiment scientifically, then you will discover new things. Hello? People are so easy to disregard right off the bat and they haven't spent much time in the subject. If you disregard it first, pause and be like, hmm, I wonder if this person has studied this for a while, you know? Obviously, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't consider myself right ever because I prove myself wrong all the time. I'm just trying to reach and stretch and explore and have a conversation with all the possibilities of thought. I don't know. So you remove hesitation. That means my hands are on the typer, or my hands are on the typewriter, and I just start moving my hands. So at first I force them to move, but then they'll start hitting certain keys, and then words that are legible, sentences and poems and it'll start to flow and I'm not saying I'm like shutting off my mind and being possessed I'm just going with the impulse of the imagination removing the distance between my entity and my flesh between my imagination and my hands um, there's a uh, volumes and volumes of thought on this idea of incarnation. It's most prevalent in uh, ancient Christian thought. Um, I'm talking way, way back, you know, shortly after the, uh, the Stoics and the philosophers. This is, we're talking like 1,500 years ago or more, this idea of incarnation, God, divinity, the creator becoming one with creation, fully God, fully human, you know, incarnation in certain thoughts in the Eucharist or communion that people have. Uh, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood, which in here in Tennessee, most of our beliefs um, say that that's metaphorical, you know, 
and God would never actually, it's not real, we demystified our own myth. You know, so. uh, but there are other traditions that see this as a very realistic thing, that that actually does happen, that there is a manifestation, that there is a, um, a vivid realness in the flesh and the blood. And we live in a very demystified time. Speaking of magic is probably the last thing someone should do. physicists and they weren't well, sometimes they were they weren't figuring out trajectories of the moon they were doing a lot of math a lot of stuff like that geometry they were also diving into like what is the source of all existence how does everything move what moved everything is everything infinitely moving or is there an unmoved mover what is the most beautiful what is beauty itself what is the source of beauty what is the reflection what is the source of the reflection what is the image what is the form what is our participation are we one or are we many scientists physicists and you read back you skip way way back like three thousand years or so ago much I could say other than buckle up, bucko. As usual, you're in for one wild ride. Pull up a chair, grab something cold, and start chug-a-lugging. This is. So they were happy, it was peace, uh, everyone was like, it, it, it was like a prosperous time. So we couldn't really make sense of this doesn't really fit within the time in, this, in that sense, in, in the context. So this is someone who, in a prosperous time, is writing these words with a lot of despair, with a lot of frustration, with a lot of anger. 3,000 years ago, I'm talking further than we dubbed the origin of Western thought of our step into progress, demystification. 
how forcefully we've torn apart possible gems of knowledge by just writing it off as myth and silly fantasy. Why don't we dive back in as kids and find the meaning in the dreams and the nightmares? Play along. respectfully for the ancient writer that expressed themselves in vulnerability whose words speak to me now about 3,000 years later had I unknown phrases sayings that are strange Novel, untried words, free of repetition. Not transmitted sayings, spoken by the ancestors. I wring out my body of what it holds, in revealing all my words. For what was said is repetition, when what was said is said. Ancestors' words are nothing to boast of. They are found by those who come after. Not speaks one who spoke, there speaks one who will speak. May another find what he will speak, not a teller of tales after they happen. This has been done before, nor a teller of what might be said. This is vain endeavor, it is lies. And none will recall his name to others. I say this in accord with what I have seen. From the first generation to those who come after, they imitate that which is past. Would that I knew what others ignore, such as has not been repeated, to say it and have my heart answer me, to inform it of my distress, shift to it the load on my back, the matters that afflict me, relate to it of what I suffer, and sigh, ah, with relief. I meditate on what has happened, the events that occur throughout the land. Changes take place. It is not like last year. One year is more irksome than the other. The land breaks up, is destroyed, becomes a wasteland. Order is cast out. Chaos is in the council hall. The ways of the gods are violated, their provisions neglected. The land is in turmoil. There is mourning everywhere. Towns, districts are grieving. All alike are burdened by wrongs. One turns one's back on dignity. The lords of silence are disturbed. As dawn comes every day, the face recoils from events. I cry out about it. My limbs are weighed down. I grieve in my heart. It is hard to keep silent about it. Another heart would bend, but a heart strong in distress, it is a comrade to its Lord. Had I a heart skilled in hardship, I would take my rest upon it. 
weigh it down with words of grief, lay it on my malady. He said to his heart, come, my heart, I speak to you. Answer me my sayings. Unravel for me what goes on in the land, why those who shone are overthrown. I meditate on what has happened while trouble entered in today and turmoil will not cease tomorrow. Everyone is mute about it. The whole land is in great distress. Nobody is free from crime. Hearts are greedy. He who gave orders takes orders and the hearts of both submit. One wakes to it every day and the hearts do not reject it. Yesterday's condition is like today's. That word's omitted. They couldn't um, retrieve it. None is wise enough to know it. None angry enough to cry out. One wakes to suffer each day. My malady is long and heavy. The sufferer lacks strength to save himself. From that which overwhelms him, it is pain to be silent to what one hears. It is futile to answer the ignorant. To reject a speech makes enmity. The heart does not accept the truth. One cannot bear a statement of fact. A man loves only his own words. Everyone builds on crookedness. Right speaking is abandoned. I spoke to you, my heart. Answer you, me. A heart addressed must not be silent. Lo, servant and master fare alike. There is much that weighs upon you. Damn. The fact that those words were written thousands of years ago in stone, and I feel so connected to them, trips me the fuck out. I'm going to take a pause now before we end off this episode. Yowzers. Actually, I have a change of plans. I'm going to end this with some orator music because we jammed today. Um, it's our first official jam. Gave you a little intro about them in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the future, I said. Yeah, that's how it works. And I'm going to play them now. Orator. That's Wes S. Abel's Jordan Schwafford and Travis Travis. And myself, Josiah Rose. All right, here it goes. Uh, once again, I recorded over a Michael Bolton cassette tape because this is anarchy. I'm tearing down all the walls. I am the upheaval of all your previously conceived conceptions or limits of the imagination. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. Or do I? Playing the fool, motherfucker.
fresh air though to continue on. Oh yeah. Y'all keep that on there. I'm coming back in. We'll flip the tape. We'll get back in after this city that break. That's pretty fun. Thank you. 